Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. In May of 2015, the Harry Potter series of books became the best-selling series ever in history. It has currently sold, are you ready for this, more than 500 million copies worldwide. And to give you an idea of how many that is, the Bible has sold about 5 billion copies. So that's about 11 Bibles for every Harry Potter series. The Bible has been sold since 1450, Harry Potter since 1997. In other words, people read this book. Now, some of you may have read the book. Some of you may have had kids or grandkids that read it. You may have seen some of the movies. It's an imaginative story. It's about good and evil and friendship and love and trust and growth, all the good things. It has wizards and witches and magic and goblins, werewolves and centaurs, a magical school, and even a flying motorcycle. And it all starts with a lonely little boy who lives in a closet under the stairs. The book stresses that Harry's family is normal, as normal as normal could be. They're also a little dull. They work at normal jobs and they go to a normal school and they never want to stand out in any way. And then there's Harry sitting in his little closet, little weird, little strange. If you asked his aunt and uncle, they would have told you he was unwanted and unwelcome. And at 11, Harry would have agreed with them. And as long as he stayed in that little closet, life was lonely and sad, a little dull. It was safe, just him and the spiders. And when he came out of that closet for good, his life changed forever. He had new friends and bitter enemies, sparkly robes, a love interest or two. It was exciting. Sometimes it was dangerous. Harry nearly got wiped off the map a few times. You might recognize a passing resemblance to coming out as gay before 1980. In 1869, a hundred years before the Stonewall riots in New York City, a German homosexual rights advocate named Karl Heinrich Ulrichs first said that self-disclosure was a means of emancipation. He pleaded with homosexual people to be open about their attractions and said that invisibility was a major obstacle toward changing public opinion. But homosexuality back then was still illegal in most places. And being honest could result in a prison sentence or even a stay in a mental hospital. So you can imagine there were not many people going, me, me, pick me. 
They didn't want to take off their invisibility cloak yet. Before 1950, the idea of coming out as gay or lesbian was sort of like making your debutante. You came out in the right season and into a lovely circle of people just like you. Coming out was about joining a closed group, a society of your peers. It wasn't about coming out to the larger world. You're making your debut. But after the 50s, and especially after the Stonewall riots, which began the 1960s and the 70s uh, gay rights movement, coming out became coming out of the closet. And the emph emphasis changed from coming out into some tiny group of friends into coming out in the whole wide world. Not entering into some closed society, but escaping from some closed place. Coming out as non-straight wasn't easy, and until recently, for most of us, it was one of the roughest things we ever did. A friend of mine once told me, I'm not coming out of the closet. Girl, I am staying so far in the closet that they are going to hang coats in front of me and people will be behind me looking for Narnia. <laughs> and I thought, he's too scared to come out from his closet under the stairs. He missed the Hogwarts Express and he missed the magic. Now for Harry Potter, coming out started with a phrase, you're a wizard, Harry. After years of not knowing what to call his differences, that title gave him a key to new people. But coming out means more than sticking a label on yourself. There's an and here. Coming out means both defining yourself and tearing off those labels that everybody else has stuck on you. You're proving you're always more than a simple label or a simple definition. We all have our closets. Admit it, you have those dark, quiet places where you sit and you don't want to tell anybody something. You don't want to come out of that closet and reveal yourself. You know how long it took me to admit I, A, like the color pink and build dollhouses in my spare time? It just didn't fit with who I was. I was afraid people would laugh at me. We all have labels. And the world has a way of stripping us down to our labels, of removing all the other definitions and pieces that make us who we are and reducing us to a series of words that make us easily defined, easily accepted or cast away based on what is currently popular or exotic and new. But as Ash Beckham says, closets are nowhere for a human to live. So start by looking at the labels you're wearing, the ones you've chosen and the ones you've been born into and the ones that people have stuck on you the ones that just happened, the ones that were written on your skin with 
objects so sharp that you think you'll never get them off. Each label comes with its own closet-building potential kit. Each has the potential to close you in and lock you away in the dark until you can't imagine how the light would feel. Or maybe just to sap your joy until you try to make sure that no one pays attention and no one notices the label. But labels and closets are magical. The longer you hide who you are, the longer you let others and their expectations define the labels you wear. The larger they become and the more they weigh. And more and more they become your only definition. The more you hide in the dark, the safer the dark feels. And instead of knowing you, people only know the shape of the closet you're hiding in. The walls get thicker and thicker, and they say things like, I am. I'm divorced. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I have no children. I'm an addict. I can't cook. I'm biracial. I'm the parent of an incarcerated child. I'm a felon. I'm skinny. I'm fat. I have anorexia. I'm rich. I'm poor. I'm an abuse survivor. I'm an abuser. I believe in miracles. There are hundreds and hundreds more, thousands more. All the things that we don't want to talk about. All the definitions of ourselves that are only pieces of the whole that we've let stand a little bigger than they actually should. Now, not every closet has to be opened up to everybody at every minute. You don't owe anyone opening a closet door for their amusement. The things you cannot share for your own safety and mental health, that's understandable. But closets are not for humans. If you cannot be who you are, where you are, begin looking for somewhere else to be. If the people around you wouldn't like you if they knew, those are not your people. You are not the problem. You are in the wrong place or with the wrong people. You are who you are and you can't be anyone else and you have to be because there isn't another option. Respecting the, wealth, the worth and dignity of every individual begins with you. So take off your magic invisibility cloak. Be authentically yourself in all of your messiness and your pain and your brokenness and your joy. We're all broken too, and it's okay. You're different, just like the rest of us. Be honest about who you are. Be direct. If you can't read, don't take the book and tell the person I didn't get to it. Say I'd love to, but I can't read. You want to help? Don't be sorry for who you are. Don't apologize for the skin and the soul that you're wearing. If you hurt people, apologize for your actions, but not for your being. You deserve to be in the world. There will always be people who are angry at you, maybe disappointed in you for being who you are, and that is their problem. 
They have learned to love your closet walls. Give them at least a chance to love the real person inside. And if they don't, well, maybe you're around the wrong people. Nobody gets to write the story of your life. No one gets to put their expectations before your reality. You alone have your hand on the doorknob, but you're not alone in the room. There are so many closets. So many people listening for the sound of another door opening, waiting to come out themselves, waiting not to be alone. So come out, come out, wherever you are. We're here to welcome you. Amen.